Hello, this is Pastor Nick Hood, and today I am combining the third and fourth chapters of the book of Nehemiah. The third chapter lists in extraordinary detail the names of the workers who helped Nehemiah rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. If we pay careful attention to the names that are recorded, we learn a great deal about who did the work and what Nehemiah thought of their participation. For example, one group of persons are described as not working very hard or well. Another fellow is said to be assisted by his daughters. Following the list of workers and the organization of the workers in the third chapter, the fourth chapter resumes with the storyline about the adversaries of the Jews, but also the tenacity of the Jews to protect themselves while working to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. As I read the fourth chapter, my mind goes back to the construction of my own church in 1972 uh, to 1974. My father was the pastor. I was in divinity school. And so <clears throat> I'd heard stories from him um, uh, and uh, about how the church was built. And it reminds me of uh, what Nehemiah was going through. Our congregation is predominantly African-American and hired several black persons for the construction team. The white labor unions in Detroit were angry to see so many black laborers doing work that they thought they ought to be doing. I was told by Clarence White, who served as the general contractor for the building of the church, he's a church member, that many of the African-American workers actually brought guns to work and told the white labor unions uh, that they would not back down. To me, it sounded straight out of the Bible. And so <clears throat> let us begin with the reading of chapter three. Now today, I'm gonna read two chapters. Normally I only read one chapter at a time, but chapter three is really stuffed with the names of all of the uh, workers who helped uh, Nehemiah. And if we just left it at that, I don't think the reader, I don't think you, the listener, would get uh, much out of it. So I'm going to combine chapters three and four. In chapter four, we have the adversaries of the Jews who show up again. And, uh, you know, this is the same mentality of the people who showed up during the time of Ezra. If you were with me in the reading of Ezra, you'll see the similarities here. Uh, bear with me with the pronunciation of the names. <clears throat> Matter of fact, pray for me. Uh, let us begin. Nehemiah chapter 3. Then the high priest Elishib set to work with his fellow priest and rebuilt the sheep gate. They consecrated it and set up its doors. They consecrated it as far as the Tower of the Hundred and as far as the Tower of Hanel. And the men of Jericho built next to him, and next to them Zakur, son of Imri, built. The sons of Hassanah built the fish gate. They laid its beams and set up its doors, its bolts, and its bars. Next to them Merimoth son of Uriah, son of Hakaz, made repairs. 
Next to them, Meshulam, son of Berikai, son of Mishazel, made repairs. Next to them, Zadok, son of Bana, made repairs. Next to them, the Tekoites made repairs, but their nobles would not put their shoulders to the work of their Lord. Joida, son of Pashe and Meshalam, son of Besodiah, repaired the old gate, and they laid its beams and set up its doors, its bolts, and its bars. Next to them, repairs were made by Melatiah, the Gibeonite, and Jadon, the Maronite, the men of Gibeon and Mizpah, who were under the jurisdiction of the governor of the province beyond the river. Next to them, Uziel, son of Hariah, one of the goldsmiths, made repairs. Next to him, Hananiah, one of the perfumers, made repairs, and they restored Jerusalem as far as the broad wall. Next to them, Repiah, son of Ur, ruler of half the district of Jerusalem, made repairs. Uh, let me pause here for a moment and just make an observation. You notice uh, this fellow, uh, Repariah, son of Ur, uh, and uh, I read some others up in chapter in uh, verse seven, who were under the jurisdiction, in quotes, under the jurisdiction of the governor of the province beyond the river. This is part of the reason why the adversaries of the Jews were stacked against the Jews, because some of the people of the Jews who were working for Persia are now working to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And on top of that, they have the blessings of the king of Persia. Verse 10, next to them, Jediah, son of Harumpah, made repairs opposite his house. And next to him, Hattush, son of Hashanabiniah, made repairs. Melchijah, son of Harim and Hasub, son of Pahath Moab, repaired another section and the tower of the ovens. Next to him, Shalom, son of Haloesh, ruler of half the district of Jerusalem, made repairs, he and his daughters. Hanun and the inhabitants of Zanoah repaired the valley gate. They rebuilt it and set up its doors, its bolts and its bars, and repaired a thousand cubits of the wall as far as the dung gate. Malchijah, son of Rakab, ruler of the district of Beth Hakarim, repaired the dung gate. He rebuilt it and set up its doors, its bolts, and its bars. And Shalom, son of Kol Jose, ruler of the district of Mizpah, repaired the fountain gate. He rebuilt it and covered it and set up its doors, its bolts, and its bars. And he built the wall of the pool of Shelah of the king's garden as far as the stairs that go down from the city of David. After him, Nehemiah, son of Azbuk, ruler of half the district of Beth-Zur, 
repaired from a point opposite the graves of David, as far as the artificial pool and the house of the warriors. After him, the Levites made repairs. Rehum, son of Bani, next to him, Hashabiah, ruler of half the district of Keilah, made repairs for his district. After him, their kin made repairs. Benoi, son of Kenadad, ruler of half the district of Keilah. Next to him, Ezer, son of Jeshua, son of Mizpah, repaired another section opposite the ascent to the armory of the angle. After him, Baruch, son of Zabi, repaired another section from the angle to the door of the house of the high priest Elishib. After him, Merimoth, son of Uriah, son of Hakaz, repaired another section from the door of the house of Elishib to the end of the house of Elishib. After him, the priest, the men of the surrounding area, made repairs. After them, Benjamin and Hashub made repairs opposite their house. After them, Azariah, son of Masaiah, son of Ananiah, made repairs beside his own house. After him, Benui, son of Kenadad, repaired another section from the house of Azariah to the angle and to the corner. Palal, son of Uzziah, repaired opposite the angle and the tower projecting from the upper house of the king at the court of the guard. After him, Padiah, son of Parosh, and the temple servants living on Ophel made repairs up to a point opposite the water gate on the east and the projecting tower. After him, the Tekoites repaired another section opposite the great projecting tower as far as the wall of Ophel. Above the horse gate, the priests made repairs, each one opposite his own house. After them, Zadok, son of Emer, made repairs opposite his own house. After him, Shemaniah, son of Shechaniah, the keeper of the east gate, made repairs. After him, Hananiah, son of Shelemiah, and Hanun, sixth son of Zaphath repaired another section. After him, Meshalam, son of Bechariah, made repairs opposite his living quarters. After him, Malak Jab, one of the goldsmiths, made repairs as far as the house to the temple, servants, <clears throat> and of the merchants opposite the muster gate, and to the upper room of the corner. And between the upper room of the corner and the sheep gate, the goldsmiths and the merchants made repairs. So we end now the reading of the third chapter. Now we turn our attention to the fourth chapter uh, where the storyline continues with these hostile plots that were uh, leveled against the Jews and how they were thwarted. Let us begin. Now when Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he was angry and greatly enraged and mocked the Jews. He said in the presence of his associates and of the army of Samaria, what are these feeble Jews doing? Will they restore things? Will they sacrifice? Will they finish it in a day? 
Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of rubbish and burn ones at that? Tobiah, the Ammonite, was beside him, and he said, That stone wall they are building, any fox going up on it would break it down. Hear, O our God, for we are despised. Turn their taunt back on their own heads and give them over as plunder in a land of captivity. Do not cover their guilt and do not let their sin be blotted out from your sight, for they have hurled insults in the face of the builders. So we rebuilt the wall and all the wall was joined together to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. But when Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabs and the Ammonites and the Ashodites heard that the repairing of the walls of Jerusalem was going forward and the gaps were beginning to be closed, they were very angry and all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to cause confusion in it. So we prayed to our God and set a guard as a protection against them day and night. But Judah said, the strength of the burden bearers is failing and there is too much rubbish so that we are unable to work on the wall. And our enemies said they will not know or see anything before we come upon them and kill them and stop the work. When the Jews who lived near them came, they said to us 10 times, from all the places where they live, they will come up against us. So in the lowest parts of the space behind the wall in open places, I stationed the people according to their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. After I looked on these things, I looked up and said to the nobles and the officials and the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your kin, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. When our enemies heard that their plot was known to us and that God had frustrated it, we all returned to the wall, each to his work. From that day on, half of my servants worked on construction and half held their spears, shields, bows, and body armor. And the leaders posted themselves behind the whole house of Judah who were building the wall. The burden bearers carried their loads in such a way that each labored on the work with one hand and with the other held a weapon. And each of the builders had his sword strapped at his side while he built the man who sounded the trumpet was beside me. And I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, the work is great and widely spread out, and we are separated far from one another on the wall. Rally to us whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet, our God will fight for us. So we labored at the work, and half of them held the spears from break of dawn until the stars came out. I also said to the people at that time, let every man and his servant pass the night inside Jerusalem so that they may be a guard for us by night and may labor by day. So neither I nor my brothers nor my servants nor the men of the guard who followed me ever took off our clothes. Each kept his weapon in his right hand. Thus we end the reading of the third and the fourth chapter of the book of Nehemiah. And I have some questions for you based on what I've just read. Number one, after reading chapters three and four, 
What are your thoughts about the rebuilding process in Jerusalem? Two, what did you learn about the organization of the workers? Three, why do you think it was important for Nehemiah to list each group of workers? He lists them by name and he tells what they did. Number four, were you surprised to read that the daughters of one man worked beside him just like the men? What does that tell you about the father? And what does that tell you about Nehemiah? Number five, chapter four details the opposition to Nehemiah in the rebuilding of the walls. And my question is this, do you see any parallels in our world today in this opposition formed against Nehemiah and the Jews? And six, what does the reaction of Nehemiah to the opposition tell you about Nehemiah? Perhaps you have some questions of your own. This would be a good time to raise them. I want to conclude our reading of chapters three and four with a brief prayer. Will you pray with me? Lord, grant me a clarity of vision, clarity of organization, and dedication to the task before me. Bless me now with your favor, mercy, and grace as I seek to do my part in the rebuilding of your kingdom. Help me to rebuild my own life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. This is Pastor Nick Hood, pastor and senior minister of the Plymouth United Church of Christ, located in the heart of Detroit, the very tip-top of the medical center area of Detroit, and I am so appreciative of you, yes, you, taking the time to listen to this podcast reading of Nehemiah chapters three and four. I hope it's been as much a blessing to you as it's been to me. Tomorrow, I'll turn the focus on to chapter five. God bless and God keep you. And remember, I am praying for you.